This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go on the podcast on a Thursday as we wrap up the podcast week. Al Duke's not here because Al right now is somewhere in the sky, I would say at this point, probably, uh, well, I don't really know the map, but he's somewhere out west. He's uh, flying to Seattle first. Well, that's right where there. he's going to, yes. So Bob Dwyer sits in. Bob is a lazy son of biatch, and what? so he won't be here at all next week. I'm not lazy. So Eddie will sit in with me next week. Time. And I've got all your questions lined up for Eddie for next week, so hang in there. But Bob, how are you? I'm doing well, Jerry. Thank you. I'm not you, lazy. You lost me at hello, as that's the shirt Bob is wearing today. Interesting yes. choice. Gift from my wife. So we have some topics today. Yes. I would think it would be apropos, if that's still a word. We still use that word? Uh, I've never used it, but you can. You've heard it, though. I've heard it. I believe right. it's French. For? Um, what, I don't know. Say it again in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I think it makes sense yes. to start Appropriate, with. Appropriate, I think is what it means. A topic related to Al, but not about Al. Okay. So he is going to Seattle today. They're going to spend, him and his girlfriend will spend the day and night in Seattle. They'll get on the, uh, I love this, the ship. Tomorrow. So I wrote a, 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 I posted a tweet earlier, the picture of him and his girlfriend walking yeah, into the airport. And so in the tweet, I meant, we're on a boat. You know, the clip we yeah, play yeah. all the time. One jackass on Twitter wrote back, you know, it's a ship. It's not a boat. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. Like we're trying, I was trying to play off the clip we always play. I thought it was funny. I said that to Al yesterday or funny. whatever the other day. I mean, it was, yeah, obviously for what we do and that's a relevant in our lives. I thought it was funny too. We laughed. I thought life. it was funny. Anyway, so uh, they get on the boat tomorrow, the ship, whatever it is. Uh, tomorrow, they're going to go late morning, early afternoon and then it takes off around five o'clock. So they'll have fun. And so... I think about cruise. Have you ever gone on a cruise? No, I have not. Do you have any interest in going on a cruise? I, I, interest? Like, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Like, I don't get seasick. I, I don't think. I mean, I've been blue fishing. I think it's more than that, though. I mean, I don't think. The, see, unless you go in a really bad time of year where the weather, where the water's really choppy, it's you don't even know you're on a boat. Yeah, that's what I figured. And I went out city. blue fishing years ago, and you take a boat out, you know, two and a half hours, like a little tiny boat. I'm right. Sure. Now I don't multiply think it's it by 4,000. Yeah. So I think that part I'd be fine with. I don't. I. It kind of, I don't know if it the thought of being trapped on not that you're well, trapped that's on the exactly boat, but the fact that... you couldn't get off. But then in the same breath, if we docked somewhere, I'm the guy who's like, ah, I don't really feel like going out and exploring right, well, stuff. So take it one at a time. I would First go thing on a boat, I thought though. was Al on a on a cruise where he is going to be lost at sea, basically. But there's a ton to do, isn't there? I happen to agree with you. Yeah. But there are people that get a little freaked out by the notion of, wow, if you look at a map, I'm somewhere in this blue. Yeah, and I can't see land any land. Si- right. That's weird. There's all that nothing time. 
for yeah. miles and miles. You can't see land. But people know you're out there, so it's not like you're just... No, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, this isn't 1912 anymore, and I know that. I'm just you're saying... trying to talk me out of wanting to take a cruise. Well, no, no, no. No, no, no. They're not for everybody. We happen to... I went on three of them. We enjoyed them. Yeah, I asked Eddie this morning, had he ever been on a cruise? And Eddie, instead of saying, like, I've been on 12, he just listed everyone by year. So oh, is I that said, true? So he's yeah, been on, he's been, he's on, been on a, a lot ton. of them. Huh? Like, really? Yeah, short ones here, this one. So not only has he been on a cruise, I think he's been on more cruises than anyone. See, I think that is the perfect, like the four-day cruise. Yeah, he had a couple of perfect. those. Yeah, totally. I've been on the two seven. Uh, three, I would try that. I, th- I think my wife actually did that with her friend years ago. They did a, uh, a her, short one. And her cousin and her best friend went on like a uh, three-day cruise. To the Bahamas from Miami. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. See, those work. The problem with the cruise, and it's funny for me, every time I go on vacation, so last week at LBI, I was telling Aldis the other day, last week at LBI, I exercised every morning that I was down there. Obviously, I was here three mornings. Commitment, man. But Sunday morning, I woke up, I exercised for 90 minutes. Like, it was it was great. Monday and Tuesday, I was here. I did go out. I did a little light stuff on Tuesday evening. Wednesday morning, I got up and did it. Thursday, I was here. Friday and Saturday morning, I did it. Felt great. Breakfasts were real sensible. Lunch was nothing more than, you know, maybe snacking a little bit, but nothing big. And then dinner would be you let yourself a go normal a dinner. The difference was I drank more than normal. Mm-hmm. That said, I came home. I'm telling you, I felt great. I gained three pounds. Really? So I'm bringing it back to the cruise. Every time I've gone on the cruise the three times. Yeah. And you go with the, you go with the mindset of, you know what? There's everything and then some on the boat. I'm going to pick the healthy stuff. And day one and two always goes well. But on those day one and twos, you're seeing all the good stuff at the same time. And by day three, it's like, all right, let's try this. I'm on a boat. How about when you you have too much to drink at night, you're out with your wife, and all of a sudden you're walking back to the room and the, I don't know, pizza shop is still open? Oh, yeah. Oh, let's just grab one. And then you go another 100 feet. It wasn't a cruise, but on our honeymoon, we went to the same place for our honeymoon to St. Lucia there, the uh, Sandals Resort. And that was the first vacation I ever took that had the just all inclusive. Mm-hmm. It was insane. Like we got Food there, and drink nonstop. We got there. I forget what time. It was like in the middle of the night, and you know we had traveled all day. And I didn't even want a beer, but I was just like, I got to see how this works. And my wife and I like I didn't. The concept of it was so. And then you know you just walk up and you say I'd like a Heineken, and then you have a Heineken. There, it's quick. There's no ex- for sure. But like you're saying, there was a shack that opened at. I think two in the morning or one in the morning that had burgers. And, oh, yeah. And every night I was, and I didn't, I was a lot younger then and weight wasn't a problem. But every night it was, you know, it's if available. I'm at home, I wouldn't have a bacon cheeseburger at 1.30 in the morning. Right, you wait till four now. <laughs> but now I, at, on this thing, I was waiting for this guy to open yeah. his thing up and I was like, all right. And by, you know, by the last time, he knew I was coming. Oh, I was like, sure. that's part of the routine. But It's fun, but it's just, I mean, it's too much. You're a glutton. Oh, it's, it's too much. Anyway, yeah. so that's where Al is. I would be curious to see if he comes back even uh, thinner than he is. I'm curious or his if he take comes on back it. a little heavier. I think he's, he's going to like it. I do too. He's going into it. He was excited for all the, you know, the, his, uh, the only the thing, way people think about it, he was very excited about, you know, there are hangups on it. What concerns but, me about him enjoying himself is the length of time on the boat yeah. and the weather. Yeah, it's supposed to be rainy. Bad. Like record rain. Yeah. I mean, when you're on the boat and you can't go outside, yeah, and you're stuck, be, then you are it gets trapped. boring. You're yeah, trapped it does. It does. And I, know, I know he fools around with the whole boring thing. No, that's boring. Yeah, what you do don't you want do? to be stuck. And he's not a big so. drinker either, so it's not like you just go and have drinks or something and no, he's not. The afternoon away. He's no. not doing that. No, not at all. Um, I mentioned this morning, Eminem's daughter. Uh-huh. 
being 22 making you feel old. I'll run this one by you. I'll okay. tell you, if, if I can, if you want to say feel old, yeah. when my friend bought that, like we went to the mall and Eminem, that one song had been on the radio and he was going to, you know, we're going to the Danbury Mall to whatever. He's like, I'm getting the CD of that Eminem guy. No, actually not a CD though. He bought it. We had the conversation in the store of whether you're, and I remember having these. You got the cassette you buy or it on CD? cassette or CD. Wow. I would always buy the CD and burn it to cassette. Yeah. And then I'd have both. He didn't want to do that because he wanted it for the ride home. We drove home in his Chrysler LeBaron. But think nah. about that. You're saying the age part. Cassettes were still a thing yeah. back then. Well, they yeah. also burn out real quick. Cassettes, when they were done, they were done. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And CDs, too. Once the digital stuff took over, it was like, CDs, who buys those now? Yeah, I know. So we mentioned you feel old because Eminem's daughter is 22 years old now. So I saw this. Now I'm 44. Yeah. I feel like I'm on the cusp of, eh, if, my, if we had another baby, I'd, I, I actually feel like I'm too old now. I don't think I am, but I, I don't just, know. To me, it's like I'm I'm at that borderline age. Yeah, well, it is. And to start, each his own, by the way. Well, I'm 43, and I my son just turned one. Right. So it is, I couldn't, I probably, yeah, I think, yeah, you're saying you're, I'm, I'm on 44, the right. If I'm something happened now, I'd be father. 45 when another kid would be born. Yeah. It's starting to get a little too late. Yeah. Now, it's not, but I don't know that I would love the idea. But if it happened, it happened. That's fine. Not too much more, though. No. Right? I don't have much more, many more years where if that happened, I wouldn't be like, oh, my God. Now, yeah. you see Richard Gere no, is married to a 35-year-old girl, and she's pregnant. You know how old Richard Gere is? 70-something. 68. Yeah. Could you, and I know Billy Joel at 70. I, I know that. Larry I know King. other guys have done it. Larry King had kids in his 60s, 70s. Could you imagine being 68 and having a newborn in your house? You see, well, I, I know it's a, different for them. I know it is. Because you got the nanny and it's not, yeah, they're not going I, to work. I know. I look at it from the aspect, is it fair to the kid? I mean, that's not my place to really say anything, but you brought it up. Like, is it fair to the kid to, well, you know, so when, so when you're 10 years old, my daughter's 11. Like, could you imagine if I was 80? Like, you're an 80-year-old father to a 10-year-old. Is that fair to the kid? I mean, Imus is a good example of that. Is it? Okay. Right? Imus is now around 80, I would say. His son, Wyatt, I think is his name, is 18 or 19. Yeah. So I guess 70. Was t- I'm just saying, I guess I when think, you're well, a little I, bit old, I'm looking more at the young age. Like, when, you know, if I, you know, my daughter's 10 years old and I go to her fifth grade. Right. You oh, know, you or, brought your grandfather. You know, and I'm, yeah, and I'm eight, you know, like or an your old great grandfather. Yeah, an old grandfather. Yeah. And people be like, no, that's my dad. You, you know, know that's tough. A lot of pressure to keep yourself in shape. Yeah. Holy so that you don't crap. look 80. You're going to look 80. You're, and Richard, look. I will say the picture I saw of Richard Gere. Look good. He still look. his hair is all gray. Yeah. But he still looks like he's in shape. But you're right. Give it another five or six years in his mid 70s with a seven year old running around. That's tough, man. I mean, what the energy you? these kids take. I was just going to say, I barely have the energy to play Avengers and right. run around in the tractors and the quads all day. Yeah. yeah you give me, you know, if I was, I mean, even 50 would be tough, you know, having a kid at that. It is. So, yeah. but, but more common. Yeah. I mean, I could see. Still common. I, I, I that to me is the cutoff right you're there. You're having a kid, I guess, I don't know. I guess if you have a kid at 68, 70, I guess it could still happen as a mistake. You're not trying. 35 Oh, it can happen. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no. It's, uh, I think those parts still work. If on, on the unless, male, absolutely. Unless you get them fixed. Yeah, which is, that's what I have to do yes. responsibly. I would agree with that. You're Someday. 100% right about that. <laughs> Someday. How's next Thursday? Yeah, you sound like Two for wife. one special? <laughs> so true. Uh, anyway, so I found that interesting. Yeah. And I guess lastly, 
We could go for longer if we want. But lastly, um, you are in the car market, or you're I just out got of the car, car market. Yeah, What'd we're you out get? of it now. We bought a uh, well, we leased for the first time ever. Uh, well, that should work out well since you do 400 miles a day. Well, that's not for me. Oh, we bought a family car, so now we're a three-car family. And we bought a, a, a Honda Odyssey, the minivan. Huh. So you're going with the three-car theory. Yes. My, so I have the, I have, my wife has a big Chevy. Okay. She's got the Tahoe. It's a great vehicle. Yeah. Love it to death. My father-in-law has a Tahoe. I have the Toyota Prius. We're back and forth. Because of this. Yeah. I get my 48 miles per gallon. I don't spend barely any money on gas. I mean, well, I do, but not much yeah. compared to most cars. But. We're in a house that we moved into in November last year that, while it doesn't have a lot of work to do, you still want to make it like yours. And so I'm cutting trees down and branches, and I got to get stuff to the dump. And so you need the truck. I do. And my yeah. wife is telling me to go buy a pickup truck. And I'm like, I don't want three cars. Nah. That'd be fine. It seemed, you talk about gluttonous. Well, our situation vehicles? was we had, uh, when when I had my uh, second kid, we ended up getting. Uh, Honda Pilot, and we got a good deal. We were going to get a minivan at that time, but we ended up getting a Honda Pilot. But it was old. I got a. I have a really good friend who's a really good mechanic. Right. So the we're keeping that. Where we didn't say, oh, we're going to be a three car family. But since we're leasing it, my wife's going to drive. Still drive the Pilot every day. She's not taking the new car to work. That's going to be a family vehicle. We're going away this weekend. We're taking that. So she's going to use the Pilot back and forth. So we're literally going to drive the Pilot into the ground. But then we will get another. Then she wants to get like a CRV or something to have for the snow. But then this pilot's, uh, the Odyssey, the minivan's going to be just like family stuff. And I use it when I, like, if I get home and I got to go grocery shopping or something, like, right. I pretty much park my car and then don't ever Basically get it. Basically around again. town. Yeah. I would use it for that. And it's, it's, and, and I tell you, you get, we, you know, minivan people, like the stigma attached, which I, it, for the life of me, do not understand. Every, oh, I think they're great. Are they great? It's a goddamn spaceship. I know. It's the most amazing. Like I said, when we got the pilot, yeah. you know, seven, eight years ago, I wanted one. And we just ended up, you know, we were in the market. We ended up finding this. We got a better deal. Okay, we'll take that one. This thing is in, but so many people are like, oh, you know, you're going down that road. Now you're a minivan. I mean, well, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> It means you're a dad. That's going what, that's down that the road. Stigma. Yeah, you know what it means family. is that when I go away, I don't have to play, you know, Tetris to pack up the goddamn suitcases. <laughs> There's a big space in the back. My that daughter's not packed with, you know, bags all around her. She has a third row all to herself now, and the two yeah. boys are in the middle. It's, it's, and She's then got forget an about back it. there. Oh, 100%. And then the fact that, like, the old car, the car that I have now is a 2015 or 16, I think, but it has nothing. It's to commute here. It doesn't even have... It's got roll-up windows and and door locks that I have to do air up and down. There's air conditioning. I made sure of that because my last car, the air conditioning broke. And when I screwed that, that was up. brutal. Right. Oh, it was brutal. Right. But so we have no bells and you know, 2000, I think the other cars are 2004. So there's no bells, no whistles. Holy crap. We got into this thing. It's, they're like, you what were saying. What does this button do? There's not, the, the pilot has a tape deck and a CD player. <laughs> This thing doesn't have a CD player even. Like, that technology's gone. Bluetooth like, from your phone, play anything Bluetooth you want. Bluetooth from my phone. Yeah. There's all sorts of auxiliary things. It comes with a free trial of Sirius. It's... So you would be, then if you were in my wife's camp, you would agree I should go get my av- my used Avalanche to go back I and would. forth to the... Yeah. Yeah, no, don't get mm. yeah, I would buy, buy a $5,000 truck. You're going to be using it around town. That's it. That's all. For that and Perfect. for sports. Yeah. All the gear. 
Yeah, and you throw right. I would love, like I said, I would love a pick. I'm not getting a fourth car, though, but I would love to have a pick. <laughs> well, at least you'll stop there. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll pick up. Especially, like I said, if you're doing stuff around your house, I'm going to use the pilot for that. Like right. I did uh, last week when I was off, I went to my father in law's house and got rocks. He put it in, you know, was digging stuff up and got some rocks from the earth. So I went and made trips to get that. Did I you just say he got rocks from the earth? From the earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I think he went like, from the well, Mars. <laughs> no, but I didn't mean like, I don't know. I don't know why I said rocks from the earth, but I did. They're nice ones. They're, you know, real stones, like not like manufactured stones. He, so. he got them from the earth. He got them from the earth. The earth in his front yard. That's for that earth. <laughs> <It's> stupid. There's <laughs> a way with words there. It's funny. I have a, um, a landscaper yeah. who I've asked him now two different times. He's great. Cuts the grass. They edge. They mow. I, just, I don't have the time yeah. with the two teams. I'm really three teams that I'm running. It's just too much. And so after years, my wife begged me to get someone to cut the grass just yeah. because I wasn't doing it enough. That's fine. So I finally got this guy, really good dude. All is fine. He shows up on time every week. But I have these nine or ten bushes that I want ripped out and replaced. And he's always like, hmm, it's a lot of work. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I know it is. That's why I'm asking you how much you'll charge me to do it. So he goes, he goes to me yesterday, well, two days ago. I have a great idea. Save some money. All work out best for everybody. Go to the store. Pick out the bushes that you want to replace them with. I'll get them for you. This way you don't have to dirty up the car. Great. Well, we're all good so far. He goes, just the one thing, you take them out. I'm like, no. I don't want to take them out. I don't have the time to rip out 10 bushes. Like, how about you? I'm like, that's your job. That's, what you're asking. that's your business. If you don't want to do it, then, then make the price that you don't want to do it. Don't tell you, I don't want to do it. Oh, Say, no, you gave me a great price. It just didn't include that. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Oh, yeah, be yeah. like, okay, this is what I do. If you want me to rip them out, it's going to cost you another grand. And you're going to be like, you're crazy. Be like, I don't want to do it. Don't tell <laughs> you do it. I also have, because I've ripped out so many bushes that are in the backyard, and I've cut some tree branches down, so I put them behind the shed because I don't know what else to do with them until yeah. I get a truck and I can get rid of them. I said, you know, you have the, the hitch for- in the back, and you've oh. got the little trailer. I'm like, just give me a price if you don't mind if you could take this stuff away. To which he says, I'll work on that. He goes... It's a long walk. Like, what? What, the, what does that mean? Who is this guy? Because I'm not living on a farm. The shed's there. The driveway's here. Does he work He's by like, himself? Does, does the fence come down? I'm like, no, the fence doesn't come down. Does he work by himself or does he have no, two no, of them? No, no, no. He's got like, he did the fall cleanup for me when we yeah. first moved in with all the leaves. He sent three guys there with a bunch of tarps and they raked and they yeah. blew all the rain. That's, that's harder work. He than... didn't do anything. Like, dude, you're making the money. Wow. That's very that's funny, to... isn't it? Yeah. It I mean, would be just... like someone calling up. And wanting to talk about the Yankees and us saying, you know, we really don't want to talk about the Yankees. Well, actually, we have done that before. I'll tell Not you one. Example. I'll tell you. My, I have a new neighbor moved in next door to me, and they got their driveway done. And, you know, blacktop. And then, you know, when they when those guys come in, it's a legit company that's been around. Not yeah. one of these flyby companies, which are supposedly like thieves. They right. come in. But it's a legit company. So they come in. They do him. They do my other neighbor across the street and one person on the corner. That's an active day. So they they dropped them, you know, they had all the trailers and stuff. So then they leave. They pull the trailer away and they leave freaking blacktop, the remnants, all over the road. Now, we just got our, in my neighborhood, the roads just got paved two years ago. Right. Kids ride bikes on them. They're great. There's blacktop now all over. They pulled away. They're gone. Yeah. You won't believe it. I called the company the next morning. I was, it, it, it bothered, bothered me. It bothered the piss out of me all night. First, 9 o'clock in the morning, like 9.02, bam, call. I was like, you guys are in, and I buttered the girl up, or buttered the lady up. I said, you guys were in my neighborhood yesterday. Did a great job. Three driveways. They look wonderful. I said, but you left 
the blacktop. Dude, this turned into a, about an eight-minute conversation. She goes, well, did you say anything to them while they were there? I'm like, well, no. Why, why would I? Like, she's like, I said, I didn't know until they left. Then she says it again. Like, well, I don't understand why you wouldn't have just said it while they were there. I said, because it's not my place. I don't work for your company. I said, ma'am, I'm a resident in the neighborhood. Then she goes, well, sir, I'm just a secretary. I said, okay, well, let's back up. You're, I won't say the company's name. I said, you're a secretary for X blacktop I'm not. She's like, all I can do is get him a message. I said, ma'am, I'm not asking you to come to my home to clean this up. I'm asking you to pass this along. And an hour later, Did two guys show up? showed up with blowers and That's they cleaned great. it up. Great, yeah. But that it was good. unbelievable. The woman actually, the words, I said, ma'am, this conversation has gone a lot longer. I said, even if you didn't know, you should have just told me I'll take care of it and hang up on me. Don't, yeah. why is this still going on? It yeah. is amazing. Oh, it is. People don't want to work. No, they don't. Well, this was good. I had fun, Jerry. Uh, you have yourself a lovely day. I you will not hear from Bob. I guess you'll hear from Bob tomorrow in the warm-up, so we'll do that yeah, mess again I'll be tomorrow warming morning. it up with you in the morning. And then he's going to go drink his face off in the Poconos next week. So you have a great no, time I'm on vacation. I'm going to Mystic to visit my Minnesota? grandmother. Got it. Yes. Say hi to Grams for us. I you will. have a great day. We appreciate it. Uh, the warm-up is coming up next, which did feature Bob and Eddie and myself as well. And hilarity. Uh, you can do the C. I don't do the whole C. I forgot thing. to do it last time. All right, yeah. here it goes. See ya. That's all right. One more. Zip. <laughs> Different inflection. <laughs>
But I figure as they're walking could have away, taken it and decided if you're going to use nah, it. Or not. No, you Show know what? Because then I'm no better than him with these pictures. <laughs> you're really not either way. Well, I am. No, no, I am. And I, has he retweeted it yet? Oh, he responded, tweeted. Oh, sure. Are you surprised by that? No, no, no. Of course. So yeah, so they had um, they're off to Alaska Airlines. So is this and, your first uh, uh, Uber situation? It was, and he gave me a five star rating. Awesome. I had the car clear, clean, smelling good, nice air freshener. If it was just him, I wouldn't have cared. But with her getting in the car, I had to make it look nice. I even put a blanket down in the back for their bags, for their luggage. Now, did you sterilize the blanket before that? I did not do that. And, of course, there was clay from a home plate. <laughs> Part of the blanket as well. So. <laughs> Which he didn't see because it was dark. So all good. So anyway, so Al is off. He will be out for the next uh, week and a couple of days. Uh, did a very good deed. He bid on this uh, cruise at one of Boomer's events. And so everybody's happy. I will say this, and I do believe that CBS Sports Network CBS Sports Network will be getting videos of him throughout the course of the week with all the things that he's going to be doing. I almost look at this as like a working vacation for him because he is going to be posting stuff nonstop. Unless he just uh, descends into complete misery and paranoia, which is all we can hope for. They get on the bus. <laughs> They get on the boat Why would you Friday. hope for that? <laughs> no, no. Did I say that? No, you don't mean that. They get on the boat Friday, so I think it's Friday to Friday, stay in Seattle an extra day. So uh, they'll have a wonderful time. All good. We will hold down the fort until they get back. A couple of things here um, from baseball to get to, and football too, if we have some time. And this story, I saw Bob put this on the show sheet, and this is Jason Worth. Jason Worth is not playing baseball any longer. He's 38 or 39 years old. And what's interesting about the story, if you get a chance to take a look at it, is that he wanted to play baseball, so much so that he had an offer um, in the offseason to go play for a team, to which his agent, Scott Boris, told him, not a good offer, let's wait, we'll get a better offer. That's essentially the story. Problem is, after that offer went away, no other offers came in. So he decided he was going to start looking for offers and deals himself, to which he called every single Major League Baseball team, except for one, and that would be who? The Mets. Is that something? Now, I understand the team might be cheap. I get it. And I know he was a Philly, and I know he was a National, and maybe you say, I'm just, I hate that team because I played in the NL East. But if you want to extend your career and you've only got one chance left, are they that bad that you wouldn't at least call them? That's a damning indictment right there. It really is. But how would he even know? He's never played here. He's never been inside the organization. You're going to tell me he's got a couple of friends. Okay. Their so, check's clear. So his agent was or was not involved with this call. Uh, his out. agent no, he fired no. his agent. He, yeah. His agent was Scott Boris. Who hates the Mets. Correct. I'm I'm good with that, and I understand that if Scott Boris wouldn't call for him. But the way the story goes was he was so fed up with Boris, who yeah, told him not to the take the himself. deal, and wound up jobless, and as we see how it's gone, he is no longer playing, that he would, out of all the teams, he calls 29 of them and doesn't call them? That, to me, you call it whatever you want. I don't understand it, but so be it. That is not a good look for the Mets. And what's interesting about the Mets is, and where they are in their season, you know, Jacob DeGrom pitched yesterday. And he actually got run support. He won his first game in forever. He's got six wins. His ERA is 1.77. And we watch most Met games in my house. I completely forgot about it yesterday. A 12-10 start. I get an alert on my phone at whatever time it was, 3 o'clock. You know, Mets win, and Brandon Nimmo has this career day, or three doubles and everything, and, and DeGrom lowers his ERA. I'm like, my God, I completely – it's like the Yankees are on the schedule. You know when they're playing, who they're playing. You know what the Red Sox are doing. And the Mets are just so far off the radar. You know, in times like that when they're playing a noon game, 
That it's, it's almost God. It's just been brutal. Yeah, when I went home, I, I had SNY. I put it on, and I thought it was like the afternoon replay of the right night the encore. Yeah, but then the the sun was shining. I was like, yes. oh yeah, yeah. This and, was not the night before when the monsoon rolled through, and they were winning, and they scored runs, and so uh, good for Jacob Degrom. His season has been absolutely remarkable, and yesterday was another example of why I don't care what the record is. He is your Cy Young Award winner. I don't know who else you would pick. I know there are guys that are good. He has dominated on a bad baseball team, and he does it, and he doesn't complain about it. And even when the reporters try to almost goad him into saying something about his teammates, God, he says the right thing every single time, which is why I'd pay him, but so be it. One other thing from baseball, and I'm curious. Bob has kids. Eddie does not. He's got dogs. I don't know if the dogs watch the TV. They do. Uh, They don't. Okay. Here's what I thought about baseball. The ratings are not great. Now, in my house, we watch baseball every day, but most do not, right? I mean, the, the stadiums are not are half empty unless you're a really good baseball team. The Yankees sell it every night. The Mets don't. They stink. I get it. You look around baseball, some of these stadiums look like there's nobody. I mean, the Diamondbacks are either in first place or right there in the NL West, and that place is half empty. And I thought of this as you, you, know, you, you go through recaps of the games every morning. The problem with baseball is it has become with the home run strikeout phenomenon, whatever you want to call it, it is a highlight-driven game now to where, yes, there are nuances in it, pitching changes and, you know, who you pinch it in here and did the shift work in this spot. But you've got to be one hell of a baseball fan and understand baseball to care about it enough for those little things. And I look at this, this MLB Network quick pitch. If you watch quick pitch every day, you feel like you have seen every game. When, in fact, you've seen three minutes of a nine-inning ball game, And that's a problem. And you look at all these game recaps, and it's back-to-back-to-back home runs in Milwaukee, a couple of two-run homers, accounts for all the scoring. Yeah, right? and the pitchers, all, there's like 15 strikeouts each side. All the time. And then you've got pitchers that go, and so I think it was Greg on Monday, maybe it was Al, I don't know, one of the two was asking me, you know, the A's got Mike Fires. should that Worry a Yankee fan. That was probably Greg no. asking you that. I think it might have been actually Al. It was Al. It was Al, right? Yeah. And I said, Mike Mike Fires, no. Now, had he been here, I'm sure he would have been like, are you worried about Fires and the A's now? You see what he did last night? Yeah, he pitched five innings. Like that, It's almost like it's accepted that five innings and in a run is like a really good start. It's not. It's average. It's okay. It's five innings. There's no length. So those two things, like the game is just – I don't know. It's it's just who highlight driven. You're right. It's there's very little act. If you try to watch a whole game, there's very little action. Right. And the so strikeouts. As walks, an example, when I was runs. in when I was in Arizona, we were at a game that went 16 innings, which was just somehow I stuck in for 15 of them. I don't know how before we left. The final eight innings of that game, there was not a run scored, and just nothing going on. To where my wife is like, "Can we go do like go watch someone paint a wall or something?" She was really bored by it. So, I don't know, thought of that, and I found that quite interesting. We're going to take a quick break. When I come back, one thing on Tony Dungy and Jim Brown. I have a question for the guys inside, and we'll get Boomer and Geo in here as well. It's the warm-up show on The Fan. We're back in a moment. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on The Warm-Up Show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. 
All right, a couple more minutes to the top. Boomer and Geo. Then Yankees did win last night in Chicago as they swept a very bad White Sox team. All good. We got some clarity on why Araldis Chapman didn't pitch the night before. Makes sense. And the Mets did have a shutout win over the Reds, 8-0. Jacob deGrom finally gets himself a win, lowers the ERA to 1.77. Last one for you. We probably don't have enough time for it, though, because Boomer is uh, sitting by and he might actually start talking. Um, Did you see Tony Dungy by any chance? I think it was the Today Show or something like that. And Jim Brown, as he was talking about this whole anthem thing, and Dungy was kind of really playing both sides of the fence, which I understand. He says he sees both sides. That's good. Jim Brown is on the side of you don't kneel. And it made me think this. At what point is this – I don't think it'll never be over and done with. But when does the story kind of go away? And I know people have said, well, it was kind of getting quiet, and it was until the president did what he did. But it only takes one little thing, and it's like right back on the front pages to where, like, you know, there's a football season we're going to play, and here we are still talking about this day in and day out. Like, we got preseason games tonight, right? Giants play tonight, WCBS 880, all good. And yet this is still a main topic every single day. Like, there's no answer to it, and there's no solution to it. None, just this. Listen to win Yankees tickets this hour and every hour until 6 p.m. today. 